Hi there, my name's Adam Parr. I'm the podcast host, the Parr City Podcast. In this podcast, you'll be listening to me connect with people from different walks of life, from the military to people in the music industry to people in the self-help industry and many other areas of life. In this podcast, I'll be talking about topics from self-help, mental health, motivation, spirituality, mindset, society, current affairs, and much, much more. If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe, share, and let me know your feedback. My main intention on this podcast is to have a positive impact. For you, the the listener, to take something positive from it, to apply something positive into your life from this. Now, with without further ado, let's get into this podcast and enjoy. Hi, and welcome to Positive Podcast. In this episode, I'm reunited with my good friend Jesse Ray Garcia. In this podcast, we talk about consumerism, COVID, mindset and people's buying behaviours and why we do what we do and much more. Now, sit back, relax and enjoy this episode. Tuning in, trying to find out how to win. Go along and tell a friend. Marathon, you know the game. Keep on running, never end. Getting better, make a man. Adam got it, Adam got it, Adam got it, Adam got it. Positivity. Right, Jesse, it's uh, a pleasure to, to have you back on the podcast today. How you doing? Hey, how's it going? What's going on, buddy? Yeah, yeah, all good, mate. All good. It's, it's um, it's great. It's great to have you back on the show. And um, I know, I know, last time when we was on, we like talked about um you know, like consumerism and like psychology, because you're, you're um, very much like involved in, uh, you know, like psychology and personal development and, and marketing and like consumerism. Um, and like, like I was thinking like today, we talked about like, um, you know, how since the pandemic happened, has happened, like people have probably like changed their, um, the way they shop and um, consume, you know, through like online shopping and, and all of this and their psychology. Do you, have you have you like seen this like any trends in this or have you kind of uh, researched this? Well, it's interesting because I mean, um, it's I have I have kind of researched it just kind of like anecdotally, just seeing what's going on. But it's weird because things consi- consist consistently evolve, you know. So it's like there's continuously like changing patterns. It seems like there's not like one kind of pattern that's going to happen. I think we're going to see like all kinds of like different like reactions like very reactionary things you know what i mean like reaction to the initial wave of it and then reaction to the reaction so i think things are just going to completely continuously completely yeah. like go back and forth maybe yeah and like you know when we're people buying buying things on online shopping like do you do you think like the, the pandemics you know kind of because people do you think less people are gonna shop in like retail stores and that kind of thing like do you think it yeah. kind of way it's been going yeah 
like it was already going that way right before the pandemic even hit right like that was already kind of a thing so this is definitely i think just going to like jump started even more to give even more of it like direction in that direction you know like put, give it a yeah. boost in that direction you know it's gonna be like even a bigger chunk of people are gonna be like forget it, i'm just gonna buy everything online you know so yeah. again it's gonna be interesting to see how it plays out i mean who knows really but all we can do is kind of sit back and watch and see how it unfolds and then try to like figure out from there but yeah who knows i mean really you might see people kind of go the other way and like crave like to be back in public and want to go back out a lot and and kind of make the extra effort to like go buy in a shop now you know what i mean who knows you know yeah i think i think what was really interesting like when we last spoke as well was um we talked about like um how people sometimes you know in their how they get influenced in, into buying you know through you know the the, the soundtrack in, in the store and like um people being kind of influenced and suggestible yeah mm-hmm. and um kind of what kind of got you into like um you know like the psychology side of things like kind of what draw what kind of drew you to that and um you know consumerism of like people how people work yeah so it's interesting to me like it just seems like it's all psycho psychology like i was into psychology before consumerism and then when I learned about the different aspects of psychology, it was like, when you see it, it was one of the most like obvious applications of like direct psychology that you see it like directly applied to our da- daily existence. When I realized it, it was like, wow, it kind of made, made me look at things in a whole different way. Or like I kind of saw it through a different filter, like our whole kind of like method of like going about um, consuming whatever we consume as this other kind of spin to it where it's like more like, it kind of relates back to again or instinctual whatever like however you want to describe it but like and i never thought about it that way when i saw it that way it kind of just was a very impactful thing like wow i can't believe how much we're really kind of like i just thought commercials were like these kind of fun silly kind of like you know like you know things that you watched when you're a kid you sing along to but then you realize wow the commercials are like really had a profound effect on my on my psyche you know so Mm just in general when you see the 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 world through that lens through that filter um you know it's kind of interesting place you realize you know like all the things we do are so consumer driven and uh you know even a lot of the things that um consume our like daily you know our daily thoughts or habits or what we put our, our our energy into like ends up being like a lot of times based on these kind of like consumer you know consumer behavior um yeah principles so it's like really kind of like this really you know odd modern kind of phenomenon you know what we buy and stuff like that you know yeah yeah it's pretty powerful isn't it and you know how um you know the media works and how you know how things grab our attention mm-hmm. uh, you know to, to to buy something just by watching something and kind of sticking in your memory yeah. um yeah i think especially if like i think the last time we, we touched base we talked about like um oh, what's it called steve madden you know, Steve Madden's shoes right. and yeah. like celebrities wearing certain apparel and right. how that draws people in. Right. Yeah. Everything. I mean, even post COVID, I mean, it's going to be like, I think we were saying this, it's going to be even more so. I think people are going to be even more so um, watching what's going on in this kind of like web 2.0, you know, social media world. And then just having direct access to like, 
buying it online through whatever marketplace and then you just being able to completely like um modify their kind of um whatever whatever it is fashion or whatever it is to be exactly how they you know you can buy exactly what you're looking for and you don't have to like leave your house so it's you know i think post covid i think things are going to continue to go in that trend um it's gonna be interesting again it's gonna be really interesting to see how much like how things bounce back when they do bounce back like how much things go back to the way before if they or if they kind of tend to like stay more towards the direction that it's seen you know this direction that's going in you know yeah. i don't think things are going to go back to the way they be, were they before 100 like i think those days are kind of like gone <laughs> like you know yeah like whatever whatever it was before the percentage wise people shopping in in stores i think those days are like going to be a thing of the past you know like i think it's going to be largely largely yeah know. yeah that's it and i i noticed like um i won't go top it too much but you know like video games and the price of video games because more people you know during like lockdown or uh, you know more more at home more with families so like i know like video game console prices skyrocketed even for like you know the normal i saw people on ebay selling playstations for like a stupid price you know like more than you would get them new sometimes oh really oh is that right because you know like people you know at home you know they probably work from home spending more time at home so you see i've seen things increase in price dramatically on you know unexpectedly as well yeah i mean it's again i think it's gonna be something like across the board um entertainment everything's just being like you know the products are being geared towards that kind of direction where everything's going to be you know um you know home entertainment just like a complete you know whatever whatever is like um that helps that kind of like drive that is going to be the new norm you know whatever drives that kind of like not having to gather is you know it seems like it's going that direction but um yeah, it's like everyone just depends on Netflix and and uh, whatever they can Disney, do from home. Disney basically. Plus. Yeah, whatever it is, right? <laughs> you know, home entertainment, you know? Um, yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, because I was talking to my friend and it was talking about like uh, when Blockbuster was open and like the experience of going to meet your friends and then going to yeah. pick a movie and then like yeah. watching it. And I remember I would forget to return the film sometimes, so then you get fined like an extra ten pounds, and you'd be like, "Oh, yeah." How how long did Blockbuster last in uh, in in the UK? Um, like gosh, in the what years did it close? Let me. I'll have to research it to find out yeah. properly. But I, I remember being a teenager. I must have been yeah. 15, yeah. 16 years old. Yeah, right. sixteen, seventeen. I'm tw- about ten years ago, I think. Okay. Okay, so I think I, I get the sense they lasted longer maybe in the UK than they did here because blockbusters are like a thing of the past, like <laughs> long time ago, you know, like people haven't done that in a long time. But um, yeah, blockbusters were great. Um, yeah, my mom used to, I used to like do the whole like overcharged, like, uh, you know, you end up owing them like 50 bucks or something like that or something yeah. like you know, crazy. <laughs> Could you forget? Yeah. Yeah. Like for some like four dollar yeah. video or something like that. I actually yeah. collect like DVDs now just because I like the like all the extras and stuff like that. So you can get them like really cheap now. So it's like I always get these like old like blockbuster like you see blockbuster on the back and like get them for like a dollar really? or something like that. Yeah, yeah. That's insane. I, like, I, yeah, I like DVDs still. They're fun because you get all yeah. the like bonus extras and stuff. Yeah. 
Yeah, DVDs still sell. I mean, this is what I think we could talk about. Um, like, like people have gone from like say video to DVDs, and then you can people like consuming, you know, like Netflix and on demand um, because it's quick and you can do it wherever. But like, it's interesting to see, as you mentioned, like with consumers and people now in the 21st century still buying, you know, still buying DVDs and CDs. Yeah. 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 I think they definitely have their, like their value. I think that's so weird because even though we're getting pushed in this digital direction, I think there's still like a desire to have like on some level, like, okay, I have the CD in my hand or the DVD, like there it is. Like I can play it when I want like if the internet goes i don't know it's just some kind of you know because they still have they still have um value they still have like worth you know what i mean they still have like they still have something cool about them like you can use them you know like any any yeah. anything else so it's like i don't think people are as like ready to give up like the physical things as people as as it kind of seems that they were like i think people are going to hold on to these old like cds dvds or whatever um whatever technology that is that kind of is like physical i think there's still this kind of again back to the psychology bit i think there's yeah. this kind of like like innate like um kind of thing in humans where we're, you know for th- hundreds of thousands of years we were used to having the physical thing in our hand whatever i mean not obviously not yeah. cds or something like that but whatever it is physically you can touch it and here it is and all of a sudden it's going just from that to a digital thing where it's like conceptually it's different so you know i think maybe yeah. humans will enjoy having that physical thing you know um just because it has some kind of like you know like like normal kind of, like normalcy yeah no i think that's a good point and i and it's like i i play i play video games and so like i still buy you know the cds you know the, the game cases like there's right. a whole marketplace i can buy them you know straight away and it gets downloaded but i still sometimes like as you mentioned like to have that you know physical copy of, yeah. of something if you like it or or a box yeah. set you know like a box set kind of thing right 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 like um again i've been i've been collecting like um just old cds because you can buy like booklets now for like you know a couple bucks Mm. you just like don't want them anymore so you get like these old great old collections and you get cool stuff so i just it's kind of like my own version of like a i don't know like just kind of flea market type behavior like buying where i'm buying people's old secondhand stuff that's kind of cool relicy stuff you know but um, i enjoy them you know and i get cds that i would have never thought of buying or that weren't in my kind of like um kind of my normal like um you know what i normally listen to so it's like i get like you know it's yeah. cool you know what i mean so that's another thing it's like you the physical thing is like something you when you have it it's just a different experience than like being able to like digitally play a song you, you know you have to physically put on an album or cd or something like that it's like you're um you know more likely to like listen to like listen to it instead of turning yeah. off forgetting about it you know because you have it there it's there to remind you to play it you know so um, i think i think what you mentioned like with that like i i mean i think i mentioned to you like joey diaz he he he's a comedian he talked yeah, I know about uh, yeah, yeah. yeah he talked about like when he was a teenager he would like go to the store and he would like um you know have a drink and stuff and he'd get uh led zeppelin records and pink floyd and he said yeah. you he said it was about the experience. He said you get it out, you take it out, right? You've got the physical record, right. and there's you know, you've got a book with it, you can look at it. Um, and, you know, putting it on there and actually, you know, physically doing it to play it. And it's about that experience, isn't it? And I think with 
like you said, just by clicking a button and pressing things, right. you're taking away that experience. Right. Because there's so much more involved. I mean, I mean, music is a very specific thing, like CDs, buying CDs, is very specific. But in that example, there's so much more involved than just the the audio, whatever the audio enjoyment listening to the song it's like you have the artwork involved you have the the olfactory the smell of like the, i remember like literally I said, you know, i'm old enough to remember cds i remember the smell of cds is like something's cool you'd be like open a new cd and like whether it was glossy paper or 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 whatever it was like you was always just kind of feel the paper and smell and like the art it was just a cool experience so not everything yeah. is like reduced to like such simple you know replications of like oh we can listen to it online or whatever but it's like you know, and then again, like the generation before me that was more into like record vinyl and stuff like that. There's still a huge demand for that, but it's always a niche. You know what I mean? There's always gonna be people like that. I think, you know, the e- of course the easier thing to do is just hit play on your iPhone or whatever and play whatever freaking song in the world that you want, you know. But yeah. um, but if you have access to like a a record player, for instance, and I saw friends that like are into vinyl and love record players and have like you know a huge massive vinyl collection. And um, and and they enjoy it, and they kind of like it's a whole different experience than just playing a song. Like they'll sit there and just like really like, uh, kind of like like absorb the whole experience of like that that record, like playing the record, the ritual of like putting it on. And so I think again, I think a lot of these things have like tact What is it? What's the word? Like touch, tact. You know, tactile, tactile. Yeah, yeah, yeah um, tactile. Right. Um, kind of you know sensations involved where it's more than just the you know immediate. Um, sensation of whatever listening to music or whatever it's like there's also that sense of like everything else involved so you know yeah. i think that's going to go a long way when it comes to consumerism and how people buy and, um we'll see again we'll see i think everything's a reaction to the thing that happened before that so maybe yeah. people react to this new um purchasing patterns by going back to old school we'll see it's going to be interesting how it plays it's, out it's, it's definitely it's definitely an interesting topic isn't it and, I, and um Oh, I just got. I was just about to say something. Yeah, that it's like um, with music. I I got into like Jimi Hendrix and some of his songs, mm. and mm. you heard like Jimi Hendrix and his music, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and it just blows me away. And it's like you know, right. like the, I've never had, I've never had a record player before, but like I I did see recently like records surpass CDs and um, for like for the first time in however long, like Is people right? buying yeah people buying like more records now and they're more in but it's i mean that makes sense i mean if you know anything about sound and music i mean uh, records are 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 according to you know the, the the experts or whatever are the the most the best way to listen to audio like because of like this the, 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 the again the physical aspect of the recording you know like the actual physical needle on the wax and yeah. that sound is like more saturated than the than the digital version that you're hearing or even the cd version you know so um, yeah it's, you know, it's, I, it's yeah so sorry. it makes sense that people like the like, it makes sense that people still like the records you know it's like still the, the best way to listen to music you know like yeah I mean, just just you know dollars to dollars you know but i i think as well what's interesting like, when you talk about like, consumerism like how um even though like, we live in the 21st century like there's a lot of old you know like the Love old vintage things are very like popular and they're very in there, right. especially like vintage clothing. Right. Right. Um even you know, um even like uh when people like people's homes, like people like to use a lot of like, 
you know, rustic, whatever, like wooden, you know, like these people still want the inside of their homes to feel like a home, like, you know, not some kind of yeah. like simulated kind of like piece of plastic. People like enjoy the old crafts, the, you know, wooden, wooden, whatever, you know, wooden cutting chopping boards or, yeah. you know, um, whatever it might be or fireplaces or whatever it is, you can bring a bit of that old kind of like our old brain back into like this modern society people i think so it goes across the board it's like the things we consume we have that craving i think for that kind of um again things that existed you know thousands of years ago in our in our in our ancestral past as they call it you know so it's like we're still going to crave those things it's just kind of wired into our dna so it's like as much as we move into this digital age we're always going to have that drive to have um kind of like you know um a part of our old you know yeah you know the way we lived a thousand years just the reason like the same reason why um uh, like things like western like western i don't know if you know what westerns are if, that, if that's a term that's yeah yeah I mean, feel like the western movies right like the whole we it's like the western it was like western the whole frontier it was like inside the movies the actual like you know the like the last frontier the you know it's like we're we're life was this whole other you know simpler people were living in you know it's just a different but that's more close to how we live for thousands and thousands you know whatever years so it's kind of the way we are almost built to live so this whole move away from that people still kind of cling to that you know what i mean people still like to yeah uh, get as much as that as they can you know like you see in the you know the nicer homes that have like you know they go out of way out of their way to have like a rustic you know this or that you know what i mean or, or whatever yeah. you can do you know like like the kind of like the simplicity like um um like minimalistic that kind of thing yeah i mean just i mean just like i mean i just i don't know i'm not really like a homes decor guy but you know like when they do like you know, these big wooden everything's like wooden like really expensive like you know mahogany. dining tables for thousands <laughs> yeah mahogany exactly right exactly i don't know there's a reference to like uh what's his name uh <laughs> anchorman you know uh, yeah, yeah but uh yeah 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 uh but uh you know no that's exactly it right like um um hold on one second so um, you got to call that's exactly it people, no yeah pe people people um people go back to that kind of like exactly mahogany you know like uh big big wooden dining tables that are like thousands of dollars they're big cut from this huge you know huge uh yeah. oak tree or something like that like these, you know people love that kind of stuff so it's like um I don't think we can ever really fully get rid of that or it's going to be, you know, it's going to, it's going to, it has, it has, it's a kind of lasting, you know, effects on us, you know, we're always yeah. going to enjoy that. You know? It's funny you talk about it like that because I, I, I agree. And I think like, for, for example, I, I was on a walk with my, my, with my family and my mom likes, uh, you know, like um, slabs of wood, you know, for like decorate, like we talk about like decorations in the garden, that kind of thing. Exactly. And, exactly i i found this big massive like chunk of like a, ra a railway sleeper like a big solid bit of wood on the on the beach mm. and i said to her, mm. i was like oh do you, do you like that and she was like yeah so i carried it back and it's just a big chunk of wood and my mom's got it in the garden you know with like um like a bird feeder on top or something like that right but yeah you've been like you're talking about like these like simple things you know kind of go back but it's, it's nice that people can kind of appreciate things like this. Do you know what I mean? And they don't have to have all the latest gadgets or um, kind of home decor. It can be like original. 
yeah sorry about that the um connection broke up but what I, what I was saying was like like my mum I think I don't know if you where you heard me but I yeah I yeah, said like, yeah my mum found this chunk of wood that I found on the beach and I, and I carried it back and she you know she put it in the garden but it's like it's interesting you know like when you talk about consumerism and people what people like you know and decor some people like you know still like the old-fashioned kind of um decor if that makes sense i i, I think it's interesting like people's buying habits what they like um yeah. and why and why people ultimately choose to buy something if that makes sense do you think that yeah yeah absolutely i mean again that's kind of like the core of what i you know what i do is like that that very principle of like why do people buy what they buy and stuff like that and um it's a, such a complex like you know thing with so many variables and it's like very complicated you know it's like it's an like infinite like amount of variables that could influence why somebody buys or whatever that consumerism you know might be like it's 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 not just like a, a simple math problem where you say one plus one equals two so you know what i mean people's entire you know identities and everything else you know involved in what what they buy you know and it's really funny because when you think about it, even things as simple as like toothpaste or something like that it's like something as simple as basic as toothpaste and somebody will actually have a preference of what which you know which brand they like or which toothpaste they like or what you know what i mean and it's like mm. and you'll have like 30 different toothpaste toothpastes that are competing yeah. and you'll have you know if you go to like a supermarket you have like you know a thousand different like options you know what i mean it's like toothpaste you know so it's like and then that that uh idea extends to every other product you know what i mean that that you could think of you know what i mean so it's like really kind of um it's just such an interesting thing where we're at like in this kind of day and age where we, where we have these limitless op options and um it just wasn't like that before you know if you think about it like a hundred years ago yeah it was like you just pick it up and choose choose what you know whatever it was it's a whole different ball game so it's like um sorry about that no it's okay yeah the you you there? Yeah, yeah. Just just back. pause it. Just, yeah, I'm back now. Just pause for a sec. Yeah, it's, it's like you said, like yeah. like hundred years ago, we didn't have the same options that we do now. Um, I, I find right. it, I mean, hundred years ago was just. Go ahead. So I find it interesting though, and I think something that I've I've identified myself recently is like you know face moisturizer. You know, there's all these different types of face moisturizer. I'm like, well, right. I quite like this one because this looks right. pretty good. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I mean, just the way bottles are, are the way uh, the packaging, you know, shaped, the color schemes, um, the ta again, the texture, the tactile, you know, input of what the, the container feels like. Is it heavy? Is it light? Do the mm. colors make me feel like, it represents, you know what I mean? Like, um, like I, I, I recently switched to, I, I brought up toothpaste earlier. I recently switched to um, non-fluoride toothpaste because I've heard some studies or whatever. I'm just going to try it out. But when you look at the packaging for these non-fluoride containing toothpaste, it's a whole different branding, like the color schemes and the, and the packaging and the tubes they choose and just everything about it. So it's like, it's, you know, there's a million decisions that go into these, especially these big brands that are making, you know, these are multi-million dollar companies and every brand of every box of toothpaste they sell is, you know, a penny, but it's like they sell millions and millions of them or whatever. So it's like, um, 
you know, the slightest change in their marketing, the slightest change in their advertising or, or branding can have like huge effects on their sales or whatever it is on their bottom line. So it's like, of course, you spend millions researching it and showing um, samples to like audiences and getting feedback. And I mean, there's always content, like the way a, a toothpaste box looks today versus the way it did um, 20 years ago is completely different, not completely different, but I mean, very different. Right. So it's like um, because of the constant evolution of like, okay, you know, um, researching what people want and what they like, and then updating the product and then things continue to evolve and continuously changing. You know what I mean? So it's really interesting. Yeah, no, it is, it is fascinating. And when you break it down and you peel back those layers, it just kind right. of blows your mind when you think about it. Right. Like, a lot of people see like toothpaste or they see moisturizer or they see the, they just think, oh, you know, it's just, just a pair of, you know, just a bit of toothpaste. But there's so much that goes into it that, oh, yeah. you know, represents their brand and what they are. And right. I, I mean, I, I don't personally, I've never really smoked, but like you think of cigarettes, you know, years ago. Right. And how the advertisement, you know, how the branding, you know, you, oh, I don't know what, back in the 50s maybe or like, you know, 40s. Right. You know, cigarettes, yeah. posters and, yeah, you know, it gets into your psyche. Yeah. Right. I think, we, I think we talked about that last time. Uh, like, uh, like, we think we talked about that last time where like yeah. if you listen to commercials from like the 50s, like it's a whole different approach to, um, the psychology of how they sold it like the psychology was completely different in advertising from the 50s like it was like a situation where um they didn't understand the um psychosocial um implications of psychosocial implications of of, of, of advertising so they would um so they would um, that's okay yeah yeah so um so th so they would um their approach to advertising is completely different where it was like they weren't use, use, utilizing the psychology that they do now. You know what I mean? So if you listen to advertisements from the fifties or forties or thirties, it's like, it was all like, uh, it was all like, um, Oh, you know, this cigarette long lasting, you know, the best tobacco tastes great, great filters or whatever, you know, best filter. They're always <laughs> listing the, 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 the kind of benefit, like the actual, like, you know, highlights of the product. Now, if you look at advertising, it's more like, you know, hanging out with your friends, having a good time and enjoying a cigarette. It's like the psychological, psychosocial implications of your, of your, you know, of the, of the product. You know what I mean? It's completely different, you know? So it's like, that's a good illustration of the psychology of, um, of, of us, of, um, how they advertise. Yeah. Them, you know? Yeah. It's it. And that's it. And I think like, I, I've noticed on some commercials, like they'll have like a really dramatic commercial or something that happens in the commercial that's totally unrelated to the product, but because yeah, because it's it's it kind of sticks in your memory and stands out. Yeah, you say, say it one more time. I got, I got a, yeah, yeah. I got a bunch of action going on right here. Yeah, <laughs> downtown LA. <laughs> yeah, and, one, one, one more time. Say, yeah, I'm saying like uh, certain commercials like stand out in your in your in your. Uh, it, because you'll have conversation, you'll have commercials where it has stuff in it that's totally unrelated to the actual product, if that makes sense. Right. But it sticks yeah, in your memory, and you remember it. So you're like, well, right. I, I remember because that happened in that commercial, and it was bloody like chocolate right. or something like that. Right. Right. Absolutely. I mean, if you look at modern advertising, 
it's so heavily psych psychologically influenced so that's like again when you peel back the layers it's like it just seems like this fun kind of like um non-invasive kind of like oh this like they're hanging out at the beach you know you're yeah. driving you know, or something like that or you know or drinking Budweiser or whatever yeah when that's you really it. kind of get down it's like speaking to the like what your actual like what you want out of life who you want to be you know what I mean it's like who does that person want who that, that whoever's going to buy our product what do they want to be who do they do they want to be a rock star do they want to be a homemaker what is it that they identify with and then that's what they put in their advertising that's what they hit you with you know what I mean so it's like it's kind of like um uh this kind of you know situation where um again it's all psychology based you know yeah i think i think what is an interesting one as well like um i know in, in the states they're very big on the super bowl and yeah. i know one of the big key things in the super bowl is the commercials like the commercials in the super bowl are like right quite iconic if that makes sense they right. always stand out yeah absolutely. You know? yeah absolutely i mean they spend millions of dollars on those you know what i mean those things are like not it's not just an act to just kind of come together it's like people they probably spend their entire year or who knows preparing for those things and coming up with ideas and putting millions of dollars into it and really because they know that people are watching it but and because of the kind of like iconic status that it's it's obtained over the years of like um but it's like the most powerful you know i think when you look at even things like cinema movies they have mm. such a profound effect on the psyche that it's like people have realized that these kind of like video audio video um you know things like whether it be a commercial a movie whatever it is they're very powerful in the psyche you know what i mean you can yeah. really put ideas in people's heads or 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 um control their opinions or influence their opinions you know um with very kind of like simple basic i mean even, i think we talked about this last time even more so like even very basic like just showing subliminal clips like i, I think it was last time i always found this interesting oh like, subliminal like, advertising uh, right if you put like there was a guy in the 50s he wasn't even a, it was just a normal dude that owned a movie house and he would put uh little inserts into his movies like a frame of like go buy our popcorn but it's too quick for the for the to, for the eye to recognize it you know just like a split second frame and so people would like and his sale shot up so they, they actually had to like <laughs> outlaw that you know what i mean they had so it shows that like humans are very uh, susceptible to subliminal advertising subliminal messages um mm. attacking the psyche you know attacking that you know attacking that uh, uh the, this the, this the super yeah. ego or whatever you know um, that's subconscious, it you know it's so interesting isn't it it's so interesting and yeah i think like if, if if i do every podcast and i always show my you know my our friends left of greg mug they'll probably subliminally see this every time and then end up oh, man. <laughs> in 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 uh in uh in my graduate program they showed this crazy video and you can find it on youtube it's just like it was these psychologists that set it up where they're driving they're they're posing as um they're posing as uh, taxi drivers the psychologists they were driving people around it was all set up it was all prearranged they, but the people the subjects are un, unsuspecting and they would right. take them to these kind of like advertising conferences and have them like make them think they were just like getting paid for their ideas or whatever and they would all they would get them to be able to present the ideas that they put in their mind on the cab ride over there whatever it was they'd be like okay. oh my it, it was it was really like i love the video i, I gotta find it again and and and, re, and share it because it's really powerful like they would literally like they would 
spit back whatever they were was put into their mind on the in the cab ride you know what i mean and and not have any idea where it came from oh it's my idea i don't know i just came up with it you know what i mean why did you choose that i don't know it just, just popped into my head well guess what you know what i mean they'll show they'll show the actual psychology behind it so it's fascinating that's why psychology is such a fun kind of like you know uh, endless we're so we're so new and no you know we don't know we know very little about the human psyche and it's very powerful mm. and, um um and, and and we're completely driven by it for lack of a better term or influenced by our psyches you know what i mean and and, and yeah to think that to think that people are spending millions of dollars to influence to influence our psyches or to manipulate our psyches it's kind of like a fascinating idea like you know people are advertisers coca-cola whatever they're like okay we got it psychology you know put psychology in the commercial and sell millions of dollars of our product you know what i mean yeah so that's it that's it it's it's so it's so fascinating and i think like i mean you see like um like i won't go too much into it um but like you know like government commercials like recently like you know coronavirus and and vaccine stuff like you see a lot of that i I guess it's people's psyche and you have to be so careful what you try try and let in absolutely um even things that you wouldn't even for me things that i wouldn't suspect that would utilize those temp- those kind of like i mean everyone everyone across the board I, when, I, when i started noticing like how much like the u.s army or the military uses these kind of tactics in the commercials i mean they do it more than, than anybody like yeah the, the military, they're really heavy into like really these really strong kind of like forceful messages of like why to join the army and when you break the psychology down it's like wow that's like really powerful stuff that they put in their advertising they do the same you know every it's like it's like the concept is like everybody everybody has a brand everybody advertises their brand one way or another right whether it's like your own personal brand or whether you're the president of the united states or whether you're the country itself or whether you're a mom i mean everybody has a branding um that they try to like um ex- uh, put forth you know and again, yeah. that's why they, that's why they consume the things they consume because it helps lend credence to that branding that you, that you, you put effort into putting forth, you know, yeah. like whatever you want to, whatever idea you're trying to present to the world, there's a product you can buy to help you present that face to the world. So you go buy that product and you become that person you want to become. That's, and that's, yeah. that's consumerism, you know, basically, you know, who do I want to be? Who do I want to represent? What, what do I buy to, to what do I buy or what don't I buy to, to, to help me um, put that mask on that face on or whatever that, that persona yeah. on, you know? It's so, it's so fascinating. And like, um, you think of yeah. like, um, you think of, you think of people in, in the uh, music industry. You're right. The, um, sorry, the connection went again, but I, I know you've got to shoot an iPhone, but, um, Jesse, it was it was great having you back on the podcast again, and I really appreciate your time. And you know, I, I really enjoy having these these conversations with you. I think you know these topics are really you know interesting, and I think you know they're definitely worth you know looking into. And people should you know pay attention to these things. Yeah, yeah. Adam, it was my pleasure, brother. Let's do it again soon, right? Yeah, of course, man. You take it All easy. Right, buddy. Take All it right, easy. Man. Cheers, Later. Jesse. All right, buddy. Cheers. Later. Later. Got it. Got it.
Hi, I'd just like to say a massive thank you for listening to the podcast. You can also check out the podcast on YouTube at The Party to Podcast. You can also check out my Instagram at City 94 where I put lots of podcast clips and snippets and a lot more content as well. I really appreciate you supporting me in my podcast and supporting me in my content. It really, really means a lot. Any feedback, any questions, any queries, you can email me at thepolicypodcast.gmail.com. And I look forward to hearing from you and connecting. Take care.